0: Everybody, this is Patrick Moats, sports editor for the Bellringer Newspaper, welcoming you to another special edition of the Sports Squad from August University's Department of Communication and Bellringer Phoenix Media. Today's show will be about the August University's cross-country runner and special guest, Andrew Todd. Andrew, welcome to the show today, and thanks for taking time to come in today. Thanks, Patrick. I'm really happy to be here. Yeah, man, this is great. So, as everybody knows so our season is finished up uh, it's it's all over we finished 15th in the nation which is the second highest finish in school history uh, today's kind of a special edition because I wanted to talk about how your journey through this season was um, a lot of people don't know that you had to battle some difficult hurdles this year and you had to set out a decent portion of the season mm-hmm. uh, for a potential heart condition and wasn't sure if you're actually gonna be able to race this year so to give people a general understanding of what you had to go through. Like, so what exactly was the heart condition that you were having looked at? And do you know what potentially caused it? Like mm-hmm. if you, like just kind of explain it a little bit.
1: Right, yeah. So basically they wanted to get me checked out because I had a like heat exhaustion thing at one of the last meets for track. Mm-hmm. And um, they just wanted to make sure everything was okay. Uh, they tested me with a EKG at first and found an abnormality. Um, I guess we'll get more into the tests that were done later, but basically what they found was a, what's called a PFO. Um, and that stands for a patent foramen ovale. Um, and it's basically a flat between the upper chambers of the heart. Um, it's a congenital heart defect. So I was, it's something that I was born with. Um, but yeah, so... It's just when the hole fails to close when, like, you're born as a baby. Um, Like, you're born with it. Everyone has it when they're, you know, developing as an infant. Um, But it typically closes. Um, But for me, it didn't do that. And it could cause some problems if you have underlying issues. Um, But luckily, I don't have underlying issues. So Um, that's a basic general sense of what it was. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, that's really interesting because when I was... You know, talking to you about it, I was like, "Is this kind of the same thing as like a heart murmur? Is this is this anything similar to that, or is this something like totally separate?"
1: Yeah, so it's different from a heart murmur. Um, a heart murmur typically deals with the uh, valves in your heart. Mm-hmm. What I have is um, is basically a hole between the two sides of your heart. Um, without getting too technical, it's just the upper chambers, um, your left and right atrium. There shouldn't be any blood flowing between the two. But for me there's like a tiny flap that allows a little bit of blood flow between the two chambers. Um which is different from a murmur because a murmur is like the blood goes back into the same the chamber on the same side, if that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, okay. But That's... super like just technical differences, but yeah.
0: Okay, so what is there any risk that this can put can pose on like just athletes in general?
1: Yeah. So, um, if you have one of these, it can increase your risk for stroke. Um, but that's only if you have underlying conditions. Like if you have a blood clotting issue, if you have, um, like high cholesterol, but luckily for me, I don't have any of those issues. Um, it's just a simple, like it's, they described it like having big ears basically. It's just a genetic thing. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, but the doctors didn't know if it was a larger hole initially, which would have been an ASD, which is a atrial septal defect, um, and that would have been a much bigger problem um, because the the risk for stroke increases like dramatically if that was it. Um, but that is like a way larger hole than what I have, mm-hmm. um, and if that was the case, then they would have had to go in and like fix it. I would have had to do surgery. Would have had to been on like blood thinners for the rest of my life. Like it would have been a catastrophe. Yeah, that. So <laughs> that yeah, sounds
0: like a lot you would have to go through. And uh, that's not even to mention like you, you. That's just to like get through it. Not even like get back into running and exactly. in anything like that too. Like that could have potentially just shut running down for you as as a whole
1: yeah right like when the doctors were saying that it could be either the pfo or the asd they were like if it's a pfo you can continue running and like live on as a normal like human being Mm -hmm. but if it's an asd then we have to have a different conversation um but yeah they were like we'll take care of that if if that's the case like we'll cross that bridge when it gets there
0: yeah so kind of moving on like picking back off of that like describe the emotions to me that you're sitting in a doctor's office and you're just like, so you might have something that you'll be perfectly fine with, or you'll have something that will completely alter your life for the rest of your life. Like I want, and thinking about like, I'm sure like a million things are going through your head. Like how am I even going to explain this to my parents? How am I going to explain this to my friends and family and not like like my teammates, my coach.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So it was most of the time I was like absolutely terrified. Like the day of the doctor's appointments, I would be so nervous going in because like for, anytime before this I had no like health complications I rarely go to the doctor's office so it was um yeah it was pretty scary and just especially like the stress waiting for the results um there was just so much added stress because I would have to miss classes to go to these doctors appointments that would take a couple hours and then I would have to run on my own so it's like all these little changes in my schedule really added up um Along with just the stress of having the tests, um, but yeah. So when you don't know how these tests are going to turn out, it's it's just pretty daunting. Like like man, I could really have something wrong here because <laughs> um, they had to do several tests to figure out like what it was.
0: Right. Yeah. And I'm I'm sure that each test was different. And so, what were some of the tests that they had to do?
1: Right. So. Um, After I saw the trainers and they recommend that I got checked out, uh, the very first test that I had to do was an EKG. Mm -hmm. Um, They just hooked up a bunch of electrodes and were looking at a chart to see um, what was happening with my heart rhythm. And there was a slight um, abnormality, and then they wanted to do a further study to check on that. So the second one was an echocardiogram, which is basically just a, um, what's it called? it's a uh, ultrasound for your heart <laughs> um and that was like pretty cool because like i'm a kinesiology major mm-hmm. uh, i got to see like what my heart looks like so that was like pretty cool and um i was actually looking forward to that test
0: oh well that's good maybe that maybe it took some of the pressure off like, yeah yeah, yeah. It, like just kind of ease the nerves a little bit too because i can't even imagine like how how you were feeling and stuff like that too just the whole season like yeah. w- from just like in between like all those practices and workouts and then like when races started getting Mm -hmm. into like yeah like you were fortunately able to travel with us Mm -hmm. but being able like and you were able to cheer for us which was awesome but i knew it had to be so hard yeah not racing
1: yeah and then um like along with that after the echo i had to do two more studies that Mm -hmm. were a little more invasive um like after the echo they said something else was wrong so I had to do a what's called a bubble study, which is another echo, except they inject like a saline solution um, through your one of the veins in your arm, and it basically makes bubbles pop up in the echo, and it can tell if you have blood going from one chamber to the other. Really? And yeah. It's actually like that was also wow. cool to see. Um So, like,
0: they had it, like, hooked, like, they had, like, the same, like, echo that they had before, like, you mm -hmm. were watching it, and you're watching the bubbles, like, flow through?
1: Yeah, so, like, the bubbles, like, appear in one of the, like, wherever the blood is going to, and then they watch and see if, like, there's, if there's bubbles going to the other side, which isn't supposed to happen, and which was the case, okay um, which told them that there was something going on with the, with the walls of my heart, um so after that then they had to do the final test which was the transesophageal uh echocardiogram which is basically means that they had to put a camera like down my esophagus and look at my heart from behind to get like the best picture and see like what was going on so that one was super scary because mm-hmm. they had to put me to sleep mm-hmm. um and i've never been under anesthesia before like, the whole process of going into the hospital, uh, putting on your hospital gown, there's so much prep that goes into it, and, like, you can't eat or drink anything before, so, like, I was feeling nauseous and so nervous, you know, and it's just, like, yeah, it was, yeah, it was, it was pretty daunting.
0: I'm sure, like, just even that whole, like, just getting into the hospital bed in general was just like, yeah. all right, this is, this is it. Yeah. Like
1: in the hospital bed hooked up to you the like, IDs.
0: Oh yeah. Cause like, I'm sure they like fully knocked you out.
1: Oh yeah. Like, and it was, it was pretty, I don't want to say amazing, but like, I didn't even know that I fell asleep.
0: <laughs> it is they're weird just how like, anesthesia works.
1: <laughs> yeah. They're just like, okay, you're going to go to sleep now. And I was like, uh, uh-uh. uh, like I'm so nervous. There's no way you, I'm sleeping. Yeah. Yet.
0: And they're like, you're going to, they're like, don't fight it. Cause you're yeah. going to go to, I remember like, that I I've been under anesthesia once, but they only did it like most of the way, and so like yeah. they they were they did it to enough where like I could like do simple commands like open your mouth or move your head left and right. Like yeah. I wasn't fully knocked way out, but I it feels like the best night of sleep you ever got For <laughs> until real. you wake up and you're uh-huh. like, what just happened? <laughs> so did you feel like when you woke up? Did you did you feel like? just like sore anywhere or just yeah, like, like so what did like how did you feel waking up out of that mm-hmm.
1: yeah so surprisingly like i had no soreness um they told me i couldn't really eat any like solid foods for the next day um yeah just because of like if the probe like scratch your throat it can like cause pain and whatever because um, they had to like stick it way down and like I'm look behind say, your sternum yeah, yeah yeah but um yeah surprisingly i didn't have much soreness um my dad came uh to like be there with me because i couldn't drive after either um so we went to olive garden and i wanted to have like pasta and like bread and stuff but oh. he was like "Nah, you gotta have the soup so oh, yeah because i couldn't have anything solid Dang. but yeah
0: well so we've got all the tests mm-hmm. you waited how long did you have to wait until you got your results back were they like immediately or was it like about a week two weeks
1: Yeah, so this whole process took two months Mm -hmm. um, from like August to October. Well, like late August to October.
0: Yeah, and for people that don't know, cross-country season literally runs meet-wise late August into mid-November, given that you qualify for the national championship. I mean, our conference meet was in late October, Mm -hmm. and then I... Yeah, late October, Mm -hmm. and then the regional meet was early November. Yeah. So... That's literally, that is a lot of the season that, that you were, that you were out for just for people to understand, but yeah, keep going.
1: Yeah. Um, so I did miss the beginning of the season time trial, Mm -hmm. which is just baseline, see where your fitness is. Mm -hmm. Um, I was able to pace the top guys though, which was really cool. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. And another thing is luckily I was able to train throughout all this process. So, um, that was a plus on on the bright side. Mm -hmm. Um, but Anyways, I also missed the first two races, um, and then after the the transesophageal echocardiogram, just call it the TEE, mm-hmm. um, I was luckily cleared. Um, that was that was a really cool moment. Like I woke up and they were like, "Yeah, you're cleared," because they knew like it was a big deal for me yeah um and i was like no
0: way like, that's awesome
1: i was i was you know a little loopy off the anesthesia too <laughs> so i'm pretty sure i sent like a video of me to the group chat being like
0: i'm cleared let's go you know i don't even remember i don't remember if I, <laughs> I, i'm sure i saw it i just don't remember off the top of my head but yeah. that's yeah, yeah i remember everybody was super excited when mm. you finally got cleared because it had just been dragging out for so long
1: Very it, long it time.
0: took a long time yeah. so then after that you come back and your first race was the D two showcase at Huntsville? Mm-hmm. Um, probably out of the two Huntsville races that we did this year, the most that was probably the more important one because that's where we could score a lot of points against Division two teams. Yeah. And um, so, talk to me about how it felt because you had been training and you mm-hmm. you know you had been been able to run. Yeah, but racing is a totally different thing. I mean, right? It, there's a difference between like you can sit there all day and and do mileage and and hard runs and whatnot but like when you get into an actual race like it's just a totally different shock to your body
1: Mm -hmm. yeah
0: so how did that race feel for you and was there something that you wish you could have done different
1: yeah so the first race was um i was just super excited to get out there really um like usually i'm i used to be pretty nervous before races um but this one was a little different Mm -hmm. i feel like i had a lot of motivation going into it in spite of everything that happened before. Um, I also knew that there was a little bit of pressure going in individually, um, you know, trying to prove that I'm fit and, um, that I'm a contender for the travel squad. Um, but coach was very, like, he communicated a lot of strategy to the race, um, needs to take it out easy just because it was the first one back. Um, you know, not getting too excited off the line. Um, And luckily, I did just that. And it was arguably, I think it was the best race of my season. Mm -hmm. Um, Just like uh, mentality-wise and just I was really enjoying being out there. Um, I really think that, you know, watching my teammates at the races before, like giving all I had, like cheering for y'all, it was just like it really brought back, you know, how much I love racing Yeah, and just like, that there's so much more to racing than you know how you finish um whatever time is on the clock when you cross the finish line yeah um just seeing y'all out there it was it was like man i can't i just can't wait to get back just be in the race you know right not caring about what the time is how i finish just you know just being out there in the grind
0: yeah and it, it definitely makes you like take racing not for granted yeah yes
1: yeah definitely um I'd say that, like, if I were to do anything different, um, I don't know as if I would have done anything different for that race um, because Coach said to take it out easy, just to be cautious. I feel like I could have gone on a little harder, maybe knocked down a few seconds off my time, but um, it was just a huge confidence booster. Uh, I remember crossing the line and being like, like I walked, like, after i finished and usually i'm like on the ground like gasping for air (laughs) Yeah, and i was like i was like dang like i know i'm capable of so much more and like this is not the end of my season yeah and i was like wow like this is this is amazing like i i beat this thing you know like i i grinded through everything i didn't give up when the test came back bad like i'm here and i'm proving that i worked hard
0: yeah i i was amazed you know Kind of just watching you go through all of it, and when mm-hmm. you came back, a lot because I mean, most like I mean, up until the final test, you know, you had something that you had to continue to go back and do, yeah. And I remember just being like, dang, like I, we all just felt so bad for you because we knew we just wanted you back out there with us because you're, you know, you're a part of this team, you're a part of our travel squad, and you, you mean a lot to us. So mm. it was it was definitely hard to watch one of our own teammates go through something like that, but the yeah. resiliency that you had. And the discipline that you had mm-hmm. was something that a lot of people don't have. And it was truly cool and amazing to watch. And so when we get to like that conference and that regional race and yeah. watching and just being able to have you out there with us again, I'm sure like it was awesome for us. Like I was glad to like just have the complete team back together. Yeah, We have our full squad healthy and ready to roll. Mm-hmm. And it was awesome and it was just like super cool to have you back there and then we get to nationals and we had yeah. we had a great time out there
1: yeah it was it was just surreal being able to be there like um yeah i did end up making the travel squad uh i remember just like after or with every pre-race that we had like i just feel like it took a moment just to be out there like uh, when we were previewing the course and just take it all in like that i'm here Um, I'm lucky and happy to be here. Yeah. Um, I'm ready to compete. Like when we were at nationals, it's like, this is it, you know, like, this is what Mm -hmm. I've worked so hard for the whole season. Um, like no matter what happens, like I deserve to be here. Absolutely. So
0: was there, did you, was there any point between like regionals and nationals or even maybe it wasn't nationals when you just like took like maybe like five or 10 minutes and you were just like you just sat down and you just kind of like blanked out, but you were just like, just thought about everything that you had Mm. been through and you just realized like, wow, we've come such a long way this season.
1: Yeah. Um, so that was actually like a recurring theme throughout the season. Um, just a repeated time to like allocate an opportunity for mindfulness. Um, it's really what got me through, uh, just the rockiness of the season, the unpredictability, like, um, it was so just like easy to get discouraged after every test um every everything that told me i wasn't able to race the next race um but what i would do like what would help me cope is that i would take 24 hours just to you know get it out get out the frustration whatever anger i had and then after that it's right back to working hard Mm because you can't just um you can't dwell on anything that happens even if it's a good thing um give yourself 24 hours after that back to the grind Mm -hmm. um and it did get harder every time but even after i got the good news it's like i would make sure to take time and you know be like all those little goals that you set throughout the season you did them you're consistent you're here let's have some fun
0: yeah so and then, you know, obviously the end goal was to be on that travel roster and, mm-hmm. and then, you know, obviously help fulfill that team goal. Is there any little things that you did this season just to help like fixate yeah. your mindset on that and just be like, yeah. this is where I'm going to get, it doesn't matter how I'm going to get there, but I'm going to mm-hmm. take it one day at a time. Is there, is yeah. there something special you did or did you just really just try to be yourself and stick to what you know is best?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So uh, like I mentioned earlier, took a lot of time for like mindfulness mm-hmm. um, and reflection and going into the season even before i found out about this heart thing um i made an emphasis to set small goals that i could be consistent in have three small goals and one big goal Mm -hmm. um and yeah the little things that i did the three small goals i had were things like um sleep managing stress and um I'm blinking. Sorry. No,
0: it's good. It's good.
1: Um, Oh yeah. Sleep, managing stress and stretching. Um, Three core things
0: that all athletes need to do and I need to do better on the last one.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Stretching is, yeah, it's hard to get in, but, um, yeah, I just, I made those three, just three very easy goals that I could do every day. And I knew that whenever I towed that line, uh, whenever it may be that I could be confident in myself that I did those every day, I was consistent, and I'm 100% prepared for anything that's to come. And um, also, with if I have any setbacks or if I have the race that I didn't want, um, I could look back on those little goals and know that I did everything I could, mm-hmm. um, which was very much the case for nationals. Yeah, Because despite the, the whole team doing great, um that was probably like my worst race of the season <laughs> um
0: it sucks man it sucks when you get into the postseason and yeah you have a, and you have a, a race that you were just that you personally are just like that was terrible yeah
1: but the that's that's the thing is that it's i just fell in love with the process you know like yeah. um after the race i didn't i honestly didn't even need a full 24 hours to you know get out any frustration like um I you know initially a little disappointed but it was like, you know what? I'm here. I did exactly everything I could. Mm-hmm. It was just a day, you know? Yeah. So.
0: Did you feel anything, like, on the line at, at the champion, nat- national championship? Yeah, like, like, and Besides nerves. Like, of, of course, everybody yeah, was man. nervous. But you were just like, like, did you ever, did you ever just crush around Like, man, like, we've been through a lot this mm-hmm. year, and we were yep. on the line, and yep. we're sitting there for, like, three minutes waiting for this dude to raise the flag. <laughs> it
1: took so long, Gosh, yeah. Dude, we, were th- we were standing there for a minute. Oh, dude, I was... Yeah, but um absolutely like there was so much joy that came from just standing on that line and yeah. just like even though it took so long to start the race, just like being there, like we were next to Grand Valley, Adam State, and like another team that got like fourth. Yeah. And it's like same like, up there with like all of them. Yeah, They're like, like we're competing with these guys, you know. Yeah. And I knew that like the rest of you guys and the whole team was working hard and it was like the same feeling for everyone else. Yeah.
0: It definitely felt like another race. Like mm-hmm. I knew once we got on the line, like once we had gotten through our warm up, I knew immediately we we're going to do way better than last year. Now, how mm-hmm. far was that going to be? I didn't know. I didn't yeah. know if that was going to be top 10, a couple spots off around yeah. 15th or even like within the top 20. I didn't know, but I knew immediately that we were going to, because we, the energy, the vibe, it mm-hmm. felt so much different. It felt like yeah. another race day. Yeah. Last year felt like a little bit like a party, a little bit. <laughs> yeah, because I mean it was
1: festival year, but yeah, yeah. This year it was it was back to business, and we got it back in blood because yeah. you know finishing what nine spots further than we did last yeah, year. 15 million, yeah, yeah. That's that's some crazy stuff, but um, yeah. It was everything from like the breakdown was probably my favorite part of that day because it's like. You know, it was Carlos's last day Mm -hmm. or last race and uh, him breaking it down. Like it made me emotional, man. Yeah. Just.
0: You hate to see him go too.
1: Yeah. It's just, it's the beauty of the sport, you know, like it's, it's so much more than just how you place or what time you get. It's, it's the process. Like, and that's, that's really what this whole season of twists and turns has taught me. Just like, I'm thankful for every moment, you know, just loving the process like embracing the ups and downs, um, because, you know, growth isn't linear. A lot of times we think that when it comes to, you know, things like Strava mileage or whatever, like we think, okay, it's going to trend in an upward direction. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, it's going to trend in an upward direction, but that doesn't mean that there's going to be some like declines too. Right. Um, it's those declines when you come back two times stronger, you know, Yeah. two steps forward, one step back, however it is. Yeah. Um, and that was really highlighted in the season, and I mean, I'm going to hold it dear to my heart, and it's going to make me stronger for these next semesters to come.
0: So. Yeah, I absolutely believe so, and I think it's going to serve you extremely well on track when it comes to just time to crank out that steeple at conference. I yeah. yeah. like, man, I've been through a lot. I've been through worse than this. I know I can do yeah. just well on this.
1: Yeah, and I not only hope like that for myself, but I also hope that my experience can inspire other people and... I can be there for people in a way that I wasn't able to be before. So, yeah.
0: Well, I really appreciate you coming on, you know, the show with us today and taking time and, and just mm-hmm. sharing your story with us. I think that uh, it's a really unique story and a lot of people needed to hear it because, uh, you know, a lot of people see just, they see the, you know, what the good stuff yeah. on, on the camera is and they they see all, all the good times but they don't see the behind the scenes stuff and and what what really can happen mm-hmm. and so I really wanted to you know talk about your story today so if anybody out there is listening and hear's this and they're going through something extremely similar that like they can find some confidence this and and overcome any hurdles that they might have holding them back and realizing that they can get through this it right. might take some time and it might feel like the end of the world at some points, but they can get back to what they uh, love doing most. So I I really appreciate you coming on today. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Well, thank you for listening today. And thank you again to our special guest, Andrew Todd. We'll be back soon with another episode. The Sports Squad is a production of Bellringer Phoenix Media. The producer today was Ethan Balducci. Ethan, thank you. The opinions stated here are not those of individuals but not augusta university you can find us at bellringer.com on the augusta press website on spotify and on social media please send your comments to bellringerproduction at gmail.com have a great day and listen again soon this is patrick moat saying so long we're out